Science fiction has helped society look to the future with shows like Star Trek, Doctor Who, and Battlestar Galactica. And movies like Star Wars, The Matrix, and The Avengers have helped us pioneer the use of new technologies and to never give up on the human spirit. Fantasy stories like The Lord of the Rings, The Chronicles of Narnia, and even the game Dungeons and Dragons have helped us look at the past with an open mind, but have led us to question the fundamental principles like good and evil, right and wrong, reality versus fantasy, and to question our morality versus our humanity. Cosplay has always blurred the lines between science fiction, fantasy, and reality. For those to participate in the hobby, advancements in technology have caused more and more people to participate in cosplay. With the addition of 3D and resin printers, it's even easier to make and mass-produce the costumes and props from our favorite TV shows and movies. To the public, the ever-expanding worlds of science fiction and comic book conventions have led to more and more cosplayer interactions. This podcast is your exclusive space for science fiction news. This podcast is your place to catch up on the world of fantasy. This podcast is your place to talk about the role of cosplay. This podcast is... The Galaxy Folks, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me three people in the studio. I have with me Austin the Inquisitor, better known as Laffy Laugh Boy tonight. <laughs> and I have with me Gary the Stud. It's me. And I am Bob Crispin, your host. And I may be narrating a lot of stuff. Today. He may be. You don't know. He may be near narrating me as we go through this. <laughs> so we're going to cover several things at the beginning of tonight's podcast. We are going to talk about the Godzilla versus Kong trailer and what it means for us. At least the latest trailers come out. I'm pretty sure this is the last trailer we're going to see prior to the, the show coming out on HBO Max movie. And we're going to talk <laughs> about Mortal Kombat's trailer that's come out recently and the things that we saw there. We're then going to switch over to Star Wars Talk, and we're going to talk about the Mandalorian adult novel and visual guide being canceled. We're going to talk about Rosario Dawson getting a talking to from Lucasfilm. We're then going to switch over to what's coming to Disney Plus for Star Wars, and then we'll wrap that up for the first half. And in the second half of our podcast, we're going to cover the Mandalorian Chapter 15 titled The Believers. Okay, so we just watched the latest trailer. It's about a 60-second trailer of Godzilla versus Kong, and I'll put it in the show notes so you can go out and check it out when you get a chance. If you've seen the TV spot on HBO Max, or it's been on everything else about it, YouTube, YouTube everywhere, everywhere. <clears throat> you you get a chance to watch that that trailer. It's an interesting trailer, I think, because it gives more information. We got more in this sixty seconds than I think we've gotten in the whole five minutes worth of trailers up until this point, which I, I find kind of rather interesting. First off. We see Millie Bobby Brown, I think, for the first time, right, Gary? No. Was she in any of their trailers? Yep. I guess I didn't catch her in the other trailers. This time I was kind of like, I caught her, you know? She's in the Scooby-Doo van driving around. Oh, is that who was in that? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't recognize her. Maybe that's why. You mean the mystery mystery machine? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, there was a van like kind of like the mystery machine driving around, and apparently that was her inside (laughs) of it. So, uh, you know, so we see Millie Bobby Brown, which I thought was kind of cool we got a chance to see her there's this girl this oriental girl who supposedly has 
One of them is a connection with Kong, and one of them is a connection with Godzilla, right? Am I under- no. no. No, she's the only one that can commune with Kong. She's the only one that can communicate with her. Okay, so what, why is Millie Bobby uh, Brown there? That's where I I'm don't know. confused. Try, trying to figure out why Godzilla is doing what, she, what Godzilla is doing. Okay. Why the heck is he just deciding? So she's this? trying to decipher Godzilla's intent right. where the other girl can the, talk to Kong. Yeah, with sign language. Okay. Um, what, what I'd like to know, though, is what happened to Millie Bobby Brown's mother. Yeah, because she was in the very first Godzilla, right? Well, not the very first one, the the King, King of All Monsters. That's right? right, King of All Monsters, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and maybe we'll see that. And Mom played a very important role in that, if yeah, I remember correctly. And, and they had to work and everything else, right. so... Maybe we'll see her pop up? I don't, I don't know. know. I It's kind of weird. Yeah, you're right, that we've seen Millie Bobby Brown, but not the mom. Because she <laughs> seemed to be so important. All right, so I was going to ask an inevitable question that my son asked earlier tonight... First off, what do you guys think is probably going to be the biggest, maybe flipperuski or surprise in this film of Kong versus Godzilla? What do you think is going to be the big shocker? Gary, what do you think? Mothra dies in this one. You think Mothra dies is a big surprise? (laughs) Or that Mothra even shows up in this one? Right. Okay. Also, what do you think is the big surprise in this one? Uh, Mechagodzilla popping out of nowhere and kicking both their butts. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The only problem is is it's from what I've been reading, yeah, it's not technically Mechagodzilla. Oh, the the Godzilla that we're facing here. The the, the, the no 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 Godzilla is Godzilla. Okay, but the Mechagodzilla that it's supposed to be in this thing. Yeah, isn't. Oh, I was uh, making. Is, isn't a true Mechagodzilla. Oh. I was just making a joke. Well, what kind of Mechagodzilla are we talking about then? It's Godzilla's body type, robotic version of it. Oh, okay. But with uh, Ghidorah's head. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Or Ghidorah's head. Ghidorah, yeah, good, yeah. Oh, so three heads? No. No? The one, with... the one that survived. King Ghidorah. That survived the last, the Clash of the Titans movie. When, I didn't when, watch that. When, when, <laughs> when, when, when twin Lannister... Uh, Get out of my house. Yeah, yeah, no. Where's your nerd card? You got to bring it back. It's hey, upstairs in my room. Did, did he just say he he didn't watch? The King I of did Monsters? not watch yes. King of the Monsters. There's okay. no excuse. I have it. Get out of the podcast. Right now. <laughs> it's no excuse. I have it. No, you watch these things without me. I I have it. It's on my hard drive. All you got to do is be like, Dad, can we watch that? And I'd be like, Sure. I didn't even know it came out unless I knew it was still in trailers. Oh my goodness, no, still in trailers. Oh my, that was what three years ago? Yes. Uh, Still in trailers. Uh, I'm sorry. I think a good film takes three to five years to produce. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Whoa. <laughs> Let's see. They produced all three Lord of the Rings films in three years, correct? I thought it was, was five. Right? Oh, no. No, they shot them all at the same time. Okay. Put your phone down and just get away from the table. <laughs> Have you seen Godzilla? Gary, Gary's become his father now. <laughs> have you seen Godzilla? Uh, oh, no. I have an understanding of Godzilla, but I have not seen the Godzilla no. Oh, no. Get away from the table. Oh, no. Get. I, 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 Get. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, you haven't seen even the latest I, Godzilla? I haven't seen the latest Godzilla. I've I seen, am I am definitely... I've seen the original Godzilla's in pieces and parts. Okay. I'll let you stay at the table, but you have to keep your mouth shut. I feel like I failed <laughs> when, as a when, father. When we talk about Godzilla and, King, and Kong, you keep your mouth shut. You know, this is why Uncle Mike gets on my case, because I have failed as a father in so many ways. Yes, you have. Like, when Uncle Mike was like, have you watched 
what was it? Rocky, right? What was another one he mentioned that you were like, I've never seen that. No, James Bond. None of the James Bond films. You're like, I've never seen any of them. My brother just looked at me. I'm like, I, I don't know how. He lives in my house. I have the movies on. He never watches them. I don't get it. Yeah. You got to put that phone down more often and start watching, you know, stuff that you're supposed to be studying if you're going to be a producer slash director. You know, especially Hollywood. If, especially if science, science fiction, horror, whatever. Anything Gary and I are watching, you should be watching it, you know, tenfold over. Have you seen Abraham uh, Lincoln and Vampire Slayer? Uh, oh, come on. No, no, no. <laughs> That's no, no, unfair. No, 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 no. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> It's actually fairly get, good. Get. It's actually fairly good, but, <laughs> but Gary, that's... I would say this. I wouldn't have watched that if you had not drugged me kicking and screaming to the theater watching that, that, it. I enjoyed also, it, though. I did enjoy it, yes, but you, also you drugged out... me there literally kicking and screaming the whole way. A lot of the films that he likes to mention that I haven't watched and he gets mad at me for, fans at home, were in the listed of not allowed to watch films until I'm over the age of 18. And yes, I turned over 18, but I have not had the time. Okay, Wait, how, how old, old are, are you now? I, I'm 22 <laughs> going on 23. I know. You had five years. What's wrong with you? Work. I work too much. Yeah, and then you come home and you play Minecraft. Get off your Minecraft and watch some movies, dude. I like playing Minecraft. It's uh, relaxing. Watch then multitask. It. Watch a movie while you're Minecrafting. I would. Oh, I will. I never actually, thought of that. I actually will. But <laughs> I the problem. That. <laughs> but the problem is, is if I want to play on my PlayStation, I don't have a separate TV hooked up at the moment. You have a laptop. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, mom and dummy. You're, you're sitting there watching your stupid YouTube videos, <laughs> Game Grumps, or whatever the heck it is, it's and playing just, Minecraft. It's just background noise. Well, <laughs> don't make it background noise. <laughs> If you listen, Minecraft is mind numbing as it is. Okay, no, it's not. Okay. yes, okay. it is. So you can be doing that while you're watching a movie and focus on okay. both. If you can watch a YouTube video on your phone, mm. you can watch Godzilla on your phone. Right. Yeah, I agree with him. All right, I will watch all of the Godzilla films ne- by by next week. Oh <laughs> or the next time we we, we oh boy, that boy. could be a tall order. Wait, do you want to go all the way back to the fifties? I mean, like. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the. Where's I'm, the? I'm not sure. I have all of them. Like all of them, all the way back the, to the black and the white. The four films that were all created around the same time. Where it's like one that is Mechagodzilla versus Godzilla and all those ones. I'll start there. The four. No, no, no. no? That's like the 1980s. Since, since the. Uh, since the reboot. Since we're going to have Kong versus Godzilla, you have to watch the original. So the original Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, the original. Okay, the black and white. Oh, okay. well, it was in color. Was it in color? Yep. Yeah, it was. That's right. Yep. But it was that like Technicolor stuff, right? And he's got to watch that both versions of it. Okay. There's, there's two versions. There's two versions. There's one where each guy wins. Yes. Oh, I'm not gonna have both because the Japanese made it so Godzilla, Godzilla won, won, and then the because Americans, because the... Kong is an American monster. Really. I'm not sure I have both. I think I only have the American version. I'd have to try to find the other one. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes, you need to watch these movies. I can't believe you... Yeah. I, I watched a ton of Mystery Science Theater with you and watched a bunch of these I, movies. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I know no, that. No, no, MS, no, 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 Well, the only thing that MS3TK made fun of was uh, Gamera. Gamera. <laughs> no. I hear that. Look, it's Gamera. <laughs> if I hear Gamera's song one more time, I'm going <laughs> to... Gamera, Gamera. Sorry. <laughs> no. Slight off track. If, if you watch... The 2014 Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, 
I have seen Kong Skull Island. We watched that with Tara. Yep. Um, so I have seen that. Godzilla King of the Masters. I will forgive you. <laughs> and some of the other stuff. <laughs> By the next time we podcast. So small. Uh, the short answer is watch all the stuff for the reboot. The long answer is watch every film of Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we've talked about this already, but my audience hasn't heard this. Who do you guys think wins in a fight of King Kong and Godzilla? Let me let me do it this way. We'll do it this way. Who would you like to win, and who do you think's gonna win? Okay. I'll go first. Go ahead, Gary. I'm Team Godzilla. Okay. Both you'd want Godzilla to win, and you think Godzilla's going to win? Yes. Okay. I See, now, I would like for Kong to win, but I'm being realistic, and I don't think Kong's got it. I I think Godzilla wins this thing, hands down. When you've got an armored, like you said, how'd you put it, Gary? An armored, nuclear-powered <laughs> dragon. dragon. I no, think he's no, going to no, win. Dinosaur. A nuclear-powered dinosaur. dinosaur. There yeah. we go. Nuclear-powered <laughs> dinosaur. I think he's going to win when Kong's just like, me, Kong. You know, like, there's not enough there. I, I, well, I got the tree to shove down his throat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can go, ugh. And that's all I got. I'm you know, just, like, that's I, about it. The visual image I have of what Gary has in his head with the tree, I am scared. <laughs> Well, I've always thought about it too. With with Kong, all you got to do is find the girl that he's wooing for, kill yeah. her, and it's done. Like if I were Godzilla, I'd be like, hmm, "Who's the girl he's going after?" Oh, there she is. <laughs> done. Yeah. What you got, Kong? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like what's up now? <laughs> oh, and you got to watch Godzilla versus Bambi too. Versus who? Bambi. Bambi. Okay. All right, Austin, who would you want to win, and who do you think is going to win in Kong versus Godzilla? I'm sorry to say this. I don't care. I, I I don't think Kong will ever win. There's no way. I'm on okay. Team Godzilla both ways. No, okay. no, no, no. I heard that he don't care. I don't care because Kong's going to lose. Wow. Because Kong has no way to defend against a nuclear dinosaur. Yes, he does. I think he'll, I think he'll go the distance. I'm just saying, in the end, I think Godzilla... <laughs> Pulls it out. I, I honestly really want to ask a question of why you would like Kong to win. I like the Kong character better. I always found Godzilla a little uh, over the top. And and I get the idea of, of Godzilla. You know, we dropped the nuclear bomb. The nuclear waste created a monster, blah, blah, blah. But I always kind of felt like the Japanese created that monster to scare the world about nuclear bombs, right? Oh, like, that it, was part yeah. of the deal. It, def- it definitely was. Right, and so that's why I think it's a little over the top. I think Godzilla's a little over the top. <laughs> but but, <clears throat> but what I have to find funny, though, is uh, he always attacked Tokyo. Yeah. He always atta- he, he d- yeah. flattens Japan on, a, like, a weekly well, well, basis. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a warning to the world about uh, what nuclear waste or what nuclear power can do. Right. And they attack their own... Their own people. Own people <laughs> with it. Instead of... Um, yeah, why not have it attack the United States? Yeah. I never understood that. Like right. Hawaii, or have it attack Alaska, or... You know what I mean? Come on to mainland California. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. wipe out Los Angeles. Even the Americans would be cheering then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Just um, sink all of California by going to... Northern California's like, yes, take Southern California out to the ocean. Yeah, go well, 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 <laughs> what, what, they, what they really could do is uh, have them attack Texas and wipe out all the oil rigs. And stuff. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, then, then they get the new Green Deal going. I was going to say, that that's the Green Deal we've been missing. It's Green Godzilla wiping out the whole oil fields that's exactly. the green new deal yeah that's how it's oh i didn't know that's what they were talking about see? well now i'm for it see i understand aoc now 
that's the honorable AOC to you, just so you know. Really? <laughs> yes. Really. Okay, so let's move on before we get in trouble. <laughs> so the, ne- the next trailer that we watched was the new Mortal Kombat trailer that is set to come out in 2021. Matter of fact, in a, I think about a month, right? Something like that. I forget what the release date actually is for it. Let's see if they list it off here. It says it's a birthmark. <laughs> That's great. Well, no, what they, do you mean? They, they make a, a thing about a Mortal Kombat logo being a birthmark. Yeah, no, you're right. The logo. It doesn't say when it's getting released. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes just so you all know. So I just want to kind of get you guys' thoughts on this, this Mortal Kombat trailer. First off, did you guys, did either one of you watch the prior Mortal Kombat movies? Did you see the 19, well, I guess they were early 2000s, weren't they? Or no, they were late 1990s, I believe, right, Gary? I, I, I think so, yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat movies. Have you watched either Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I've I, watched, I, I watched the first one in the theaters, and I watched the second one in the theater, and the second one I fell asleep through right, almost... 10 minutes into the movie. Really? Okay. And, and I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> okay. So I was actually out. Compl- completely out. Okay. What, Austin, have you watched either of the previous two? At college, we did a whole Mortal Kombat weekend, and we played nothing but Mortal Kombat and watched the first film. I never got, we never got to the second one. I think Ugh. we all crashed by that point. Okay. Um, It's funny because when I was in college... We did a Mortal Kombat weekend where we did nothing but I, I, I <laughs> play Mar- the Mortal Kombat games when the first movie came out, and then when the second movie came out, we played the games, watched the first movie, rushed to the theater to watch the second one right after watching the first one. Like, yeah, uh, that's how geeky we were in college. It, uh, all I know is, is I suck terrible at Mortal Kombat. I learned the game? Cool. Oh, I love it, the game. You just well, mash buttons. And I will, I will no. t- <laughs> That's what I play. That's how and, I played. And I will tell you what I thought of both movies is uh, yeah. Peter Griffin. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You didn't like either one of the 90s no. versions? See, I liked them. I the, thought they were the, good movies for the t- for the time I, that they the, came out. The, fir- I mean, the first one was a lot better than the second one. I will give you that, the, yes. The one I saw wasn't bad. It was definitely 90s. And, and I think the reason why I liked the first one better than the second one is they, they actually had people I knew were in it. Yeah, I'll give you that. The second one, they they did start bringing out some characters that were part of the new game. So unless you were playing at that current system, the new game, everything had just come out. There were some characters in there. You're like, I don't know who that person is. And the only Mortal Kombat game I played was in the arcades. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's the very first one. I I never played them on the... Never played them on console or anything else? Okay. Right. See, I had friends who had Nintendos, and I'd go to their house and play play Mortal Kombat. My mom Nerd. would never have let me play that game at home, ever. Why? Blood, gore, guts, all that kind of stuff. Which is ironic, considering I ended up watching horror films in my house. Don't get that, but okay. Uh, but yeah, I was okay to watch <laughs> Alien and Aliens 2 at my house, but I was not okay to play a video game that had gore and guts in it. Time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Did you not sneak into that film with Uncle Mike? Maybe. At the theaters? Possibly. <laughs> Not Alien because I was too young, but Aliens definitely did. Yes, and then didn't you? Him have and no- his friend Keith and Rob went to the theater, and I was supposed to go see like Bambi or some Disney movie. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and my brother, my brother's like, "Do you really want to see the movie with us?" I'm like, "Yeah, heck yeah, I do." He goes, "Okay, just buy a ticket. Don't tell mom." I'm like, "Okay." And my your uncle Mike let me buy a ticket. Nobody even asked. No one asked for an ID, which I was surprised at. 
Especially Shame. considering you went to a Lowe's theater, which should have happened. I don't, I don't, but maybe they were assuming my brother was my father. I don't know. That's a possibility, too. My brother's five years older than me. They could have thought that, you know. Which, which, which I kind of find ironic because I was over at the AMC over here. And yeah. two kids asked me if I'd buy them tickets to see Low Down Dirty Shame. Yeah. Because they wouldn't buy, let them buy a ticket for it. <laughs> but I walked in and saw Aliens 2 without yeah. any sort of an ID involved. Yeah. So that yeah. I liked the 90s versions of Mortal Kombat. I really did. I actually thought they were pretty good. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. When you look at the animation, it was going to say Goro. It is not held up over the time. I mean, let's let's be honest. You could see like Gorgo, whatever his name is. Goro, the Goro. forearm. Yeah, you can literally see the the uh fishing line that's moving him. He's moving the uh, the other arms, right? Like and he can't move the arms independently. The the four yeah. it's really two arms moving. With four arms kind of following along, you know, so you kind of know what's going on there. And I, I'll be honest, like I said, the, the special effects didn't hold up. Sub-Zero special effects did not hold up over time. Actually, the one that I would have said has held up is Scorpion. Mm -hmm. When he did that whole arm thing and, and the, the spike came out of his hand. That, that was like that was, like that was the first like... really cool special effect where I like actually heard a whole audience go, Whoa! Like it was the first, I think, seriously computer-generated special effect where you were like, "That's believable!" Like that looked cool. Now, what's ironic is looking at this trailer. I don't think Scorpio Scorpion has it in his arm. Do you know what I mean? It looked like he had the chain, it, it, but it wasn't coming out of his hand like it, it's supposed to. It looks like he hasn't lost and gone dead to hell and been cursed and then come been, back. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're saving that for a second one. Maybe. Maybe so, this is before he's evil. <laughs> so looking at this trailer, like who who do you see in that trailer? You're like, I want to go see that that fight with that that uh -huh. particular character. Who's the one character you're like, that's pretty cool? Kano. Kano. Okay. <laughs> just because you want to see him use the laser eye, is that? Well, no, it's more. Or do you just want to see his attitude? I like his like, humor. Like Kano wins the fight. That's a beauty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the guy's name. Okay. I, like I said, I don't play real, I don't play the game that yeah. often. Is the Irish guy or the whatever he was that pulled the heart out of that guy? That yeah, that that's, was Kano. That's Kano. Yeah, okay. that's Kano. Yeah, everybody likes Kano's attitude. There's something about the character, and and every actor that's played him, I don't know. I've I've enjoyed the way they bring that character out. I'm actually looking forward to Sub Zero only because, yeah. and I know everybody loves Sub Zero. It's like the first character everybody mentions in Mortal Kombat. But here's what I saw in this trailer: like, grab my attention. Like, okay, we've never seen that, and that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. The finishers. No, nope. well, nope. no. When he when he, he stabs the guy, the blood comes out of the guy. He takes it. He, he freezes, freezes it, it and uses it as a dagger. And then uses it as a dagger. I was like, uh -huh. okay, we've never seen that in the games or videos ever, and that is the freaking coolest thing. Ever. Now, unless it was in the most recent Mortal Kombat game, in, which I have not seen. It was in Mortal Kombat XL. I should know it. One of my friends used it six times on me. Oh, dude. I just love it. That's I, so I, cool. The fact that he could do that and just use the blood as an uh, as a dagger. I was like, that the other, That uh, sold me right there. I was the like, other, yes. The other thing uh, he could do is he reaches in, freezes your skin your spinal cord with your skull and pulls it out and kills you. Now that was actually that's part of the very first version. The finishing move for Sub Zero, the very first one that got got 
everybody going crazy. By the way, that was in that console wars movie. Yeah, too, yeah, I know. What is you're the about. fact that he freezes the person, reaches in, grabs the spine, and pulls the entire spine up, skull and all, and out. It's the same idea. I yeah, get what you're saying. It it's slightly different. It's the same idea. But what made all the parents go crazy was he's grabbing, he's <laughs> grabbing the back spine and pulling the skull and spine out of the body, which explodes with blood and everything. And yeah. he's like, he's <laughs> that's his finishing move. You know, like he holds the skull. Winner. Okay, okay, I gotta ask this question. Is there another spine? No, because the body then turns to a mush lump. Yeah, but he, he your dad said uh, he reaches in and pulls out the back spine and pulls uh, it out. Well, you know, <laughs> some pe- some people have more than one back, you know, so... Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I forgot. I forgot about that. I forgot. <laughs> See, I can mention that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, she, and, and if you pull the back one out, she still has four that, that she And, and she can yeah. still ride a horse. So. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that one. That's too personal. If you really want to know, our email is galaxycats at gmail.com. Give me a call. I'm Give me confu- a shot. I'm confused, so... Uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, so the next thing I wanted I to talk about actually has to do with our last podcast. Because, you know, Gina Carano, she's gotten canceled. But that's not enough. That is not enough. So she has been canceled from Disney+. Plus. We talked about that last episode. You all know about it. I'm not going to go over the politics of it. I get it. But Disney's not satisfied. Now, I'm going to go further here. It's not just Disney now. I am convinced this is entirely, entirely at the feet of Kathleen Kennedy. That's I'm calling that right now. I don't care what happens later on. I'm sure somebody else is going to take a fall for Kathleen Kennedy. I don't care. This is all coming from Kathleen Kennedy. And you want to know why I know that? Because they had their investors meeting this past week. Okay, for Disney. I don't know if you guys paid attention to the headlines or anything that was going on. I've been kind of And during the investors meeting, somebody asked... Is Kathleen Kennedy continuing with Lucasfilm? Not only did the president for Disney defend Kathleen Kennedy, he went on to say that he enjoys all the work she's doing with both LFL and Marvel and hopes she will continue with her vast, hard, and hard-fought work at both. And that he's sure that she will help usher Disney into the future of all moviedom. And I was kind of like, oh, I get it. We're signaling to everybody else. Not only are we not getting rid of Kathleen Kennedy, we're doubling down, and she's going to help Marvel. She's going to help Star Wars. She's basically going to be the person trying to drive the engine behind all of Disney's movies. So get ready, folks. Buckle up. Cancel culture is coming for everything. And so it's still attacking Gina Carano. So here's the latest on the Gina Carano story. So we're going to give an update here. She was supposed to star in a show with Bear Grylls. I forget what show he runs. He runs a Disney Plus show. And Gina was going to be a star on, like, one of the sidekicks with Bear Grylls on the show. Well, guess what? Think Disney Plus is going to allow that episode to air? Nope. Nope, that got canceled. Now, as if that's not bad enough, we talked a little bit about last week about Gina getting canceled in other places. I don't think I talked about this, but her Hasbro line of toys got pulled. All of them. You didn't mention So the toys are gone, and uh, they've canceled that. By the way, if you want to find a Gina Carano action figure, good luck. They're like $350 on eBay right now and growing in price. So here's the part I don't understand. If people are canceling her because they don't like her, because America didn't like her, right? Then why is her action figure selling at $350? It should be selling at like 5 bucks. Scarcely. Right? Scarcely. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying. Okay, if I had an action figure of her and I didn't like her... I, I'll throw it away. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, why would you try to make profit off it, right? Why would you make bucks off of it? Okay, so here's the latest one, and this will be in the show notes as well. There was supposed to be a The Mandalorian adult novel. That has now been canceled. Ready for this? Want to know why it got canceled? Guess who was the co-starring character in the whole book? Gina Carano's character. uh, Cardoon. Cardoon. And they decided, nope, not doing that. By the way, poor Adam Christopher and DK Publishing, who were behind the book, are basically out the money. Uh, Adam Christopher got told, sorry, you're not getting paid for the book anymore. Even though they made a contract with him. So that's going to get interesting and ugly in court. Oh, yeah. And DK Publishing was all set ready to print these out. And now they've lost a book you know, in their lineup. They could have been printing out another book and they can't. As if that's not bad enough, they also decided to cancel the ultimate visual guide to The Mandalorian. Why? Guess who's in the book? Caradoon. Caradoon. Oi. Seriously. And it's probably one page. Yeah, and I'm thinking that's really what it is. She's like on as like one page. It's probably like her and the rebel sheriff thing that she probably has, and maybe her gun and talking about all that. Because anybody who's seen the visual guides, that's usually what it is, right? Yeah, talking about her, her armor, your outfit, and everything. Right, else. right. Yeah. So, can you imagine we're canceling a whole book because of I don't know one person that you've got a vendetta against that you're like cancel them? <laughs> I, I just I I I am beside myself about the idea of all this cancel culture. And I just can't get over the idea that we're going to cancel uh, two books now uh, and lose the money. It's not the end of it. All well, I'm you're s- right. There is more. All I'm saying is this sounds like uh, Disney's LFL department here is flying without a captain. And oh, no, beca- no. I... It's, it's become a burning plane that's coming crashing. Oh, no, no. Let, let me be clear. There is a captain now. It's just not the captain anybody wants, and that's Kathleen Kennedy. And that was the interesting thing. At that investors meeting... One of the investors asked, one of the investors asked if Kennedy was going. And I can't help but wonder if some of the investors are maybe thinking, well, if she ain't going, maybe I ain't going to invest my money in Disney anymore. And if somebody, if enough investors pull, do you think they'll fire her? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they will. Disney makes enough money in other places. Well, I think they can afford to not have to worry about her. I, I, I'm thinking this. The way politics are right now yeah and i'll say it's politics mm-hmm. that if they fired her it was discrimination against her yeah they get sued i, I guarantee they'd get sued Which you're right here i kind it, of agree with that and that's some bs that's some real bad crap that's annoying i get it it but... shouldn't be like it's discriminatory to fire somebody if you're not doing your job or not doing the job that you're hired to do the business has the right to do whatever they so choose to make profit. I get what you're saying. In that same vein, let's move on to our next article that will also be in the show notes. So, this is not reportedly anymore. I've got inside sources that are saying this is happening. And you'll be able to figure out who my source is because you know me very well and you know who I know. So Lucasfilm reportedly, not reportedly anymore, is warning Rosario Dawson to be careful after the Gina Carano firing. And the reason they're warning... Her, Rosario Dawson, I mean, she played Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. She is set to take over as Ahsoka Tano in the Ahsoka Tano show. Notice I said set to. So Dawson's had several emails sent to her warning her about her social media account and her her inexplicable, at times, tendency to air her opinions online. Then there's this court case, the lawsuit, 
that was filed against both her and her family. I'm going to read the article here. It's a filed against her family by Diedrich Finley, a longtime friend who the Dawsons gave rent-free accommodation to. Think about that for a minute. Rent-free accommodation to. But according to the lawsuit, they also subjugated him to a litany of transphobic abuse. So he kept saying, they were transphobes and they didn't treat me properly, even though he was living in a place they owned rent-free. Just pointing that out. Rosario has since addressed the situation, and the bulk of the storm seems to have blown over by this point, with Finley dropping many of the claims. Want to know why he's dropping the claims? Because he has nothing to back up the claims with. Just putting that out there. But insider Daniel Richmond is reporting this week that Lucasfilm have warned Dawson to be careful with what she says going forward, as they're worried that she'll be next after Gina Carano. Presumably, with the with what the tipster is implying is that the studio fears cancel culture will target the Ahsoka Tano actress due to her past, and obviously they don't want any issues there given that they've already announced that she'll be getting her own spinoff show. So, remember I said last week, I jokingly said, who are they going to cancel next, Rosario Dawson? You'd Apparently be- that wasn't a joke. I didn't even, I was seriously joking. I didn't think they were going to be serious about that. Was somebody listening and, like, took me seriously? I didn't expect that. Um, I'm kind of, like, a little bit in shock about this, but at the same time, I can't be in shock. Remember, I also said in the same podcast, where does it end? And that cancel culture would eventually come for you. Well, Rosario's not a conservative. I'm not even convinced Gina's a conservative, to be honest with you. I consider her more moderate than anything. Probably, maybe. uh, But Rosario certainly is not. No. She was in rent, people. The, and we're going to cancel her? I just, that shocks me. That just shocks me. I, I just find it ironic that of every actor that's on the Mandalorian show. Yeah. I mean, all of them, not just the main characters. I mean, all of them. Mm-hmm. The ones that they're canceling are the women. Right. I noticed that too, Gary. And, there, and it's over. Is, is there irony there? <laughs> There's got to be irony there. And it's over transphobia and homophobia. Yeah. And essentially, social media posts, which are your own personal information. No, it's not. Once you go on social media, they they can use whatever they whatever you put on there. They can use against you. And yet, it's innocent until proven guilty in the court no, it's of law. No, it's not. No, 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 no. In public opinion, it's you're you're guilty as long as they say you're guilty. And, and, and here's the thing: <clears throat> members, there's a court of court of law and there's a court of public opinion. They're in the world of the court of public opinion. They don't care about the court of law. That that's two realms but, that but, they don't smash together. But not only that, but <laughs> when you type something out on social media, a text message, all right, you can mean it one way. And somebody can misconstrue it in a complete different way. Exactly. And that is why this is and such a dangerous thing. And, and you don't get to can't, you don't get to correct it. You you have to well, suffer through the consequences of your well, typing. Well, well, the thing is, is the people that read it can't contact the person that wrote it, right? And talk to them about it. They'd rather get butthurt about it. Or, or it, my favorite is you get blocked and locked by your favorite social media company. And oh, by the way, you have no way to redress that because you've been blocked and yeah. locked. It's not like you can call a phone number. It's not like there's a website you can go to and be like, "Hey, I don't, I don't agree with this. Can we talk?" Because there's nobody to talk to, and there's no 800 hotline to discuss the matter with. Right. Think and about that for a minute. Facebook's the only entity, actually, not only Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, social all these media, companies, social media, social media in general, are the only companies in the world that can ban you for no reason at all, not give you a reason, and have no way to redress it by talking to a person. But yet, anybody can still comment on your uh, on your post. On yep. your post. Yep. They'll leave the comments up. They'll just yep. lock you out. And you can't. And it'll start a crud storm before you can even stop it, which yep. is just amazing. Okay, so let's then we've gotten off our soapbox, but I just want to bring that up because that all tied in the last episode, and I wanted to make sure we talked about that. Okay, last thing I want to talk about: Yay. Disney Plus announced in April. There's a whole new bunch of shows and movies and things coming to Disney Plus, and I was like, "Hey, check out all the cool stuff coming to Disney Plus!" And I went, "Whoa, wait a minute! They're like not only advertising, but like trumpeting the fact that they're bringing Jenny Tartakovsky's." Animated Clone Wars back to Disney Plus. I, I love that Clone Wars. Now series. I love that Clone Wars series too, but now people are gonna get confused. Now I'm just saying like people in general. Like somebody like your mother who doesn't necessarily follow Star Wars per se, right? Is gonna look at a at a cartoon like that and be like, wait, that's the Clone Wars. And you're like, No, 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 this is the Clone Wars. And you're like, No, that's the Clone Wars. And you're like, Well, that's the you know, legend series of Clone Wars. It doesn't have anything to do maybe with the they, current Clone Wars. Maybe they change yeah. the night the le- the title slightly and say legendary Clone Wars. They might, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up something here in a minute that might change your mind about all that too. Oh boy. Uh, so Clone Wars is coming back, and I'm talking about the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, which I liked. That was cool. Then there's the other questionable ones. Oh They're goodness. bringing back Star Wars the Ewoks animated series. Seasons one and two. By the way, I think there were only three. Why? <laughs> Don't bring they, droids. They, they weren't good when they came out. Why now? Actually, droids was better than Ewoks. I understand that, but both droids of them were watchable. not that great. <laughs> droids was watchable. But it gets better. It gets better. No, 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 no. It gets better. Because if you if the Ewoks cartoon was not bad enough for you, we're going to bring back the Ewoks movies. Yeah, that's right. Mace Windu's back. Not the one you think. The little kid Mace Windu. You know, that kid that's white. That's he, cis white. You I know. think I know why. <laughs> <laughs> and the Quaker Oatmeal guy. And the Quaker Oatmeal guy. Yeah, he's back. And we're going to get magic back in the Star Wars realm. I'm happy for that, aren't you, Gary? We can get magic back in the Star Wars realm. We've been dying for the D&D magic to come back into our Star Wars films. And it's been gone for so long, now it gets to come back. There's a better one yet, though. Hang on, hang on. I got an answer. They're actually going to show part of... You ready? The Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, my. It's coming to Disney+. Plus. No. Now, it's the best part of the Star Wars Holiday Special. What's the best part of the Star Wars Holiday Special? The animated portion. Yeah, the part with, okay. with Boba no, Fett. No, 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 no. The best part is, is B. Arthur singing. I was going to say, you're going to say B. Arthur singing. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say the other, the other part that might be as good as Princess Leia singing. I mean, that was just amazing and incredible. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, but they, 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 won't, they won't show that one because he's on a stripper pole. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and they probably won't show the other portion where the grandpa is sitting in the virtual reality machine because, you know, that's kind of wrong. But you know what that's what scares me to think about here? In order to get that cartoon out of the holiday special, that means, ready for this? They have the original tapes, and they can digitize them. Oh, boy. Now, the best part about the whole thing is... What? Ready for it? What? It's going to be canon. Yeah, because it's now on Disney+. Plus. It's considered canon. Now, here's why I brought up the Tartakovsky series thing, right? You ready for this one? There's a new show coming out called The Bounty Hunters. <clears throat> Guess what character is now set to 
be portrayed in the Bounty Hunters. Dirge. Dirge. Yay. Who is an anti-Mandalorian. And uh, he hates Mandalorians. And rumor is... Ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Mm. Here's why they're setting all this up. Mm. They're going to do the Book of Boba Fett. And Dirge is going to come in. And in the Mandalorian Season 3, Dirge is going to be the main bad guy. Ooh. Looking for Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. Ooh. I, I'd like to see that. Now... Want to hear what I heard too? What's that? Jar Jar Binks is going to be his partner. <laughs> Are you being serious? Or are you being facetious? I, I've actually read that that oh. he's going to be whose partner? The Mandalorian. Dirge. Dirge's uh, partner. What? They're going back with the old uh, idea of Jar Jar being a, a Sith. A Sith. That actually might be kind of cool to introduce into the Mandalorian and really throw people for a loop. That <laughs> that's what I heard. I don't, I'm not saying it's. And then on, stone. Now, on the flip side of that, again, this is completely conjecture and rumor. I told Gary there is a lot of rumor swirling around that there is strong possibility that season three of The Mandalorian has been canceled because really? of the whole Gina Carano thing, because Bill Burr has gotten himself in trouble. If you don't, I'm talking about go watch the Grammys Bill Burr presentation. You'll see why. Uh, I'm sorry. Because what? Pedro Pascal is whining because he's not un- out from under the helmet enough. There is rumors that Kathleen Kennedy has had enough of the complaints from the cast that she's like, you know what? Ah, let's just walk away from this thing, which would be a shame, I think. You'll, but you, you'll lose your audience that way. I do. I'm, I think I'm, you kill the show if you do that. But I'm sorry. I'm, well, I think you have to kill the show because you're going to cancel it. But part of me wants her to do it so that we can hang the rope out there. Well, here's the thing: if she does it, I think that's the end of Disney Plus, pretty much. And that's what <clears> I. I that's the only reason why is I want it to be done so that when Disney Plus falls, right it's now Disney her Plus fault. They were bragging at that 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 I don't know what you call it a, a conference call about all the subscribers they had to Disney Plus. Well, it has since come out that the numbers they gave were cumulative numbers. In other words, they didn't give them like month by month numbers. They gave, they gave them the overall, like, here's how many subscribers we had, right? So they got this this false idea that there were a lot of subscribers. And here's what people have done data digging-wise. There are a lot of people that, like, subscribed for the three months The Mandalorian came out and then Ditched. dropped. Or they subscribed for The Mandalorian, dropped it for a month, picked it up for WandaVision, dropped it for a couple months. So they Probably might only good. be subscribing... For certain shows, and if they did that, those people counted twice. Because you yeah. subscribed once, and then you subscribed again. Right. And I, and I don't think the Marvel one-offs, or I guess you could call them, I don't know, yeah. the, the TV shows, aren't going to be able to pull the audience in. I don't think they're going to get the numbers that The Mandalorian's going to get. No. Yeah. The, the, the re- what made Disney Plus was The Mandalorian. Absolutely. And if you get rid of that anchorite, that, sh- that entire well, I th- thing falls. I, I think they've got a black eye right now with the Gina Carano thing, and I just don't know how you come back from that when the one show that was driving your whole platform is now the one thing that everybody's kind of like, mm, I'm not happy with Disney about that. Uh, yeah, I think people are going to speak with their money soon. And and when people, and that's the other thing, you know, yeah, people <clears throat> if the economy downturns, I'm not going to say anything more, but if the economy downturns and people's got to start making decisions, entertainment might go out the, the window first for a lot of people, you know, pandemic or not. And I got to be honest with you, I think Disney Plus might take a hit on that one. Because there's a lot of loyal Netflix Hulu people. There's not a lot of loyal Disney Plus people. I'm just being honest about that. No. 
I'll honestly tell you this. I've watched the movies, the Marvel movies. Yeah. The Mandalorian. I watched WandaVision. Didn't really care for it. I'm probably the only person that didn't. Well, we're going to review it, so you're probably going to hate us for those couple of months. But we're going to do One Falcon and Winter Soldier and some other stuff, too. So Right. I watched the original Muppet show. That's it. I'll admit, we like, we watched... When it first came out, you know, and there was all that stuff, right? Like, we went and watched, like, what was it, Imagineering Studios or Imagineering Stories? Uh, yeah. About the, the park. You know, we watched whole, some of uh, that. Prop fiction. Yeah, the prop fiction. Yeah, if you get a chance, the prop fiction one's kind of interesting. It's about the props from the movies and how they end up with the, the people Tron they end one up with. was amazing. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, we and started, how they got made. And you started going back and watching nostalgic stuff like uh, The Adventures of... Oh, I, I watched Davy Crockett. I couldn't remember. The little bit of Davy Crockett that was on there. I did show the kids movies, like little shows like 1776 that was on there. Uh, thousand, which was 10,000 like, Leagues Under the Sea, which I had not seen. 20,000 Leagues. 20,000 yeah. Leagues, dang it. Uh, so we watched All that. Right. So we've watched little things here and there. But you're right, Gary. It's not like I used YouTube TV, HBO Max, and Discovery Plus about five times the amount of... Then I watch Disney Plus. I mean, I got to be honest with that. I, I I looked at the original the original Disney cartoons and stuff. They don't even have my favorite. Right, that's my complaint. Like I want to I want to watch things like Swamp Fox. Right, not even on there. Davy Crockett's only got the movies, but not the show. Why not put the show on there? Well, um, there's probably some sort of racist well, thing. There, there there's a cartoon that the park rangers trying to get the park cleaned up for the season. Oh yeah, yeah. So he has the 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 bears doing the the cleanup and all that. That's my favorite cartoon of, of Disney. Of Disney's, and I have yet to see it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, they might have to. They're probably working on putting their little disclaimer in front of it somehow. Yeah. They got to find one. I was to say, it. I started watching original Muppet Show, and Gary probably recognizes. Almost all the episodes have these, like, disclaimer. There are some things in this episode that might be offensive. Well, you know, they don't want you, know, you to like, recognize that, you know, people from Russia look like they're from Russia. They don't want you to recognize I, that. <laughs> I've watched the show, and it's not the stereotypes of people as much as it's the jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> old, like, wow. the old Muppet show, some of the jokes <laughs> went way over the top. Especially if you watch the show with Zsa, Zsa Gabor. Not yet. Oh, yeah. my gosh, that's my favorite one. Because there's so many times where there is, like, Fozzie will make a joke, and I was kind of like, whoa, how did they get that past the censors in yeah. 1970-whatever? Because, yeah. like, you know, because he'll be like, you know, hey, how about those kazungas? But I'm kind of like, whoa! You know, like, well, but, but then if I, if I remember correctly, though, it was on, like, a... Eight, nine yeah, eight o'clock. o'clock at night, and my parents used to have me in bed before the Muppet right. Show came on. Yeah, and that was always kind of weird because I was like, "Why can't I watch?" I thought that was a kids' show, you know. And and, and, yeah. and, and, the, and the only reason why I'm watching it is us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Styler Warnell. I can't help it. You know, we are. That's exactly who we are. I want to actually put you guys in like makeup to do that as like a skit. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen less rock climbing in a rock climbing movie. Oh, ho, ho, ho. okay. All right. So that's our thoughts about those topics. So again, we talked about the Godzilla versus Kong trailer, the Mortal Kombat trailer, the Mandalorian canceling of their two books, the fact that that we are now talking to Rosario Dawson about possibly being canceled, and Jenna T. Tartakovsky's 
uh, Clone Wars, among other things, coming to Disney+. Plus. We'd love to hear from you. you again, you can contact us at galaxycast.gmail.com, or you can find us on all sorts of platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Gab, right. MeWe, and now, we're working on Instagram and CloudHub. Now, now, now if you're going to do that, Austin, you got to get a whole handle. <laughs> Why? And rip his mustache off. <laughs> Why? For the eyebrows. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Okay. Right. Not, All right. not, not to mention the mustache on the one guy. Now, now that we've offended Hondo, <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment <laughs> to talk about season two of The Mandalorian, episode 15, titled. Actually, that's not right. Episode season two of The Mandalorian, episode seven, chapter 15, titled The Believer. We'll be back in just a moment. Yeah, and the monkeys will be here. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Oh boy, I think we need to get our computer under control. We'll be back after this break. I think, right, Hal? It's the new Star Wars Landspeeder. Wow, looks like it's floating. The sand people are coming. It's up to Luke Skywalker and his Landspeeder to get us out. Action figures each sold separately. The Landspeeder has a snap-open space hatch, and Star Wars action figures R2-D2 and C-3PO fit right in back. Hurry, they're dancing. Activate spring glide wheels. The Force goes with us. Yeah! Kenner's new Star Wars Landspeeder. Action figures each sold separately. He was born in Gloucester, Massachusetts, almost a know-nothing town that many believe to be the seat of the American dream. He was born to a rich family, which gave him the resources to study his real love, physics. Ironic that his favorite subject is based on science when his life and his family is so closely tied to magic. You see, he is related to Sir Percy of Scandia that served the Scandian people during the reign of King Arthur. Because of his support for Arthur, he was murdered at the hand of his archenemy, Mordred. The magic that Sir Percy discovered was carried on by Sir Percy's descendants all the way up to the man that we are speaking of today. Speaking of that man, his own uncle, Nathan Garrett, even wielded the magic behind his family. But Garrett didn't use his magic for honor, but instead used it for a life of crime. But Garrett reveals his misdeeds to our hero, hands over his magical weapons to him, and begs him to restore honor to their family name. Our hero agrees and decides to keep Aragorn, Garrett's horse, as his mount, and even uses magic to give his mount wings. On his first use of both the magical weapons and his flying horse, the Avengers mistake him for his uncle Garrett and attack, only to later apologize for their folly. To prove himself to the Avengers, who he wants to join, he infiltrates the Masters of Evil and betrays them to the Avengers' delight. Not too long after being accepted by the Avengers, he travels to England and inherits Castle Garrett, and while at that castle, he gets a visit from the ghost of Sir Percy of Scandia, and is given the mystical sword known as the Ebony Blade, one of many magical weapons he eventually wields. Not too long after this experience, he meets Doctor Strange and helps him fight and defeat Tyboro. He then becomes a provisional member of the Avengers and helps them battle Kang the Conqueror and the Grandmaster. 
He goes on to become a member of the Defenders and even acquires a black winged horse named Valinor. And not too long after this, he discovers the curse of the blade he wields. See, the Ebony Blade has a blood curse, which means every time the blade draws blood, it drives its user to madness more and more. Eventually, the blood curse behind the blade turns him and his body into its own mystic blade that would kill anyone that touched him. Eventually, he falls in love with Circe of the Eternals and even Crystal of the Inhumans. But none of that matters, even as the leader of the Avengers, because he is cursed. And he is Dane Witten, known to Marvel fans as the Black Knight, who is to set to appear in the MCU for the first time in Marvel's The Eternals. And now you know the rest of the Galaxy Cast story. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Are you sitting on a cache of a whole lot of Rhydonium? Want to get it from one place to another, but are afraid you will be attacked by pirates? Arr! Then we have the transport you need, Rhydonium Transport Ships. Now you would think it would be logical to transport Rhydonium through the air and over the heads of all of your enemies and pirates. But that's too easy. And you would be susceptible to crashes and no one wants that. So at Rhydonium Transport Ships, we make sure to use maglev technology that demands our transport stay close to the ground, which is safe, right? If that is not safe enough for you, well, we simply suggest that you take your Rhydonium next to or even near a forest because no one wants to mess with trees or maglev tech at the same time. Is maglev technology too advanced for you and your people? No problem. We can provide you a transport with tires so big they are more easily able to be deflated by the pirates who are chasing you. Not enough complications? No worries. We'll force your Rhydonium transport pilots to wear helmets that restrict their vision. We've lost sight of him, sir. Rhydonium transport ships. When you care to send your very best, make sure it's not us. Welcome back to the Galaxy Cast. You could use a good kiss! Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. It is not three. It is number 251, but okay. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian. This is season two, episode seven, titled Chapter 15, The Believer. I really have a hard time with this like chapter versus episode season number thing. Like, I wish they would just pick one and okay, stick okay. with it. What you need to do in this part here, Bob, yeah. is play the monkeys. Now I'm a believer. Okay. <laughs> why Why am I playing I'm a Believer? Because it's the name of the episode. Oh, yes, The Believer. Okay, I get it. <laughs> okay. I wasn't looking at the title, per se. Yeah, you were worried about Chapter 15. <laughs> I know I was. I was worried about numbers. I'm looking at numbers. I'm sorry, Gary. So, 
<laughs> Let's talk about the plot. The plot. Prisoner Miggs Mayfield is working on the Carthon Chop Fields. Now, let's talk about that for a second. The Carthon Chop Fields. That actually was a pretty cool part of this episode. They had the return of the AT-AT feet. Yeah, with, with tops, the tops. And, yeah. All the way in the background. First shot, all they're doing is lifting up a TIE, a tie fire. And I'm like going, hey, Dad, are you in there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what I liked about this is it kind of reminded me of the Clone Wars episode where they went to the planet where Darth Maul was. Yeah, Remember, and it had like um, acid rain going on. I forget the name of the planet off the top of my head. Don't worry Lotho about it. Lotho Minor. There we go. How do you remember? And then you, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> 23 years old and his head's a sieve. Seriously. The reason why is because he doesn't watch Godzilla. <laughs> You're right. He watches the Clone Wars for the umpteen millionth time. I was watching Star Wars in all chronological order. I was in the middle of Clone Wars when you got mad at yeah, me. Yeah, how you doing on a Star Trek in chronological order? I'm about halfway. <laughs> of <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs> no. Really? You finished up Enterprise? Not all the way. I'm three quarters. You're not even halfway. You're about half. Oh, my goodness. He thinks three quarters of the way through Enterprise, Gary's halfway through all the Star Treks. Yeah, right. Uh, thank you. Who's done it? This guy. Who hasn't done it? You. Who's not even close? You. I like making myself feel better okay. about how long that I, show Yeah, was. don't. I, I haven't done it chronologically, and I haven't done it chronologically, all right? But I have watched all of them. Thanks. <laughs> Making fun of me being sick a little bit. Okay. No. <clears throat> yes. Yes. I didn't, I didn't know you were sick that way. Yeah. Because I heard chronologically when you were talking to Austin about chronologically. <laughs> no, I know. And you're making fun of the fact that I have a head cold. Yeah, so, sure. Carthon right. Chopfield, I thought it was kind of cool. The only thing it was missing, it would have been kind of cool maybe to have some acid rain or something like that. But, oh, well. So, Cara Dune comes and pulls him. Out, okay, and is remanded into the custody of Marshal Caradun. All I know is that droid kind of bothered the crap out of him. Like, yo, what do you need? <laughs> well, I mean, you got to remember the the droid is kind of his, you know, slapping around as his boss right now. So I'm sure he doesn't well, like love, the droid. I love the fact of is anyone going to tell me what's going on? You have three seconds to comply, and he yeah. lights up the staff and goes. Hmm? <laughs> so the Mandalorian needs Mayfield. So. What I thought about it was cool about this scene is, you know, Mayfield, they walk him back towards... It's a common courtesy, and he sees Fett. You remind me of another yeah, friend of yeah, mine. There's a friend of mine, and then the Mandalorian walks in and goes, Hey, Mando! Now, it's kind of funny, because he doesn't call Fett Mando, but no. he calls the Mandalorian Mando, Din Djarin. He calls because he Mando. doesn't have another name for him. Right, because nobody has ever actually used the name Din Djarin. Well, Gideon did. Gideon's the only one we've At ever heard. At the end of season one so anyway they're they're in front of boba fett's ship there slave one and boba fett's now repainted which was interesting he's cleaned up every five of first members screaming at you going why which just proves my i just want to point this out so mandalorian mercs from years ago back in 2007 when everybody asked me why my paint scheme on my helmet was so perfect it's pristine all the time and i said well what if a mando actually cleaned up their armor you know in between gigs and hunts and maybe they actually you know took care of their armor and they're like no it's supposed to have battle damage well i just like to point out even boba fett doesn't have battle damage anymore there take that 
I mean, Din's armor is essentially a chrome job. He's probably waxing and buffing it every right? second. Right? <laughs> so take that. Like, it's kind of like a, it's a double me, right? Like like that. There we go. He likes polishing the, his dome. Yes. The G-rated ones, Especially right? the chrome the G-rated ones. ones. The G-rated me. Okay. <laughs> so in order to acquire the coordinates to Moff Gideon's ship, they need Mayfield. And so that's why they kind of pull him out of uh, where he's at. But not only do they need... Mayfield. They also need an ATM. Yes, they need that too, and which we'll get no, to no, later no. on. They need a desktop computer to use the flash drive. We'll get to that later as well. <laughs> which, which is why they had to go to the nearest planet they had the ATM on. Yep. <laughs> so Mayfield directs them to a hidden Imperial Rhydonium refinery on Morak. Which, again, and I just want to point this out because Eric's not even here to like say this, but you know he would have said this. Yet again, we have... A energy crisis in the Star Wars universe. We we just We're can't seem looking for gas. Right, we can't seem to find gas, rhydonium, you know, any sort of quaxium. natural anything, coaxium, whatever it is we're looking for, <laughs> quackles and whatever quackolium, you know, the, quackers. <laughs> that, that just reminded me of something. What's that? During Rebels. Yep. When they had the giant whales. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Why didn't you just crash a Tie Fighter in one? Of them? I don't know either. Then, kaboom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That would have made, that kind of could have worked, right? Like, yeah. seriously, like, I. <laughs> You're trying to put logic into rebels. You're trying to put logic into. That's almost as, Hang on, that's almost as bad as trying to put logic into Star Wars. The resistance. Resistance, yeah. Logic I and resistance a, are like two things that just never could I happen. I missed a few what, what, do, uh, uh, coordinates, and I hope we'll be in the right spot. What, 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 what show are you guys talking about? Star Wars Resistance, the one that has the. I'm sorry, Gary casting. has no Gary has no memory of that show. Oh yeah, he fell asleep through most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where Gary was going with that. For, I don't for, remember that show. For Gary, Star Wars. <laughs> we recorded a whole season about it. <laughs> we no, did. we didn't. I don't remember that. <laughs> for Gary, Star Wars Resistance was Star Wars. I just want to point out, <laughs> I shielded our listeners to season two because we never watched or reviewed it. Just want to point that out. And you can thank The Mandalorian coming out for that because if The Mandalorian hadn't come out, we would have been kind of stuck with having to do something and it Resistance season two would have been kind of hard not to do. But C- Come on, Bob. I was almost ready to do Austin's favorite cartoon. Ewoks? Bronies. Bronies. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I would have rather done Stargirl. We could have continued on with Stargirl a little bit before. Yeah. Well, no, no, this is before Stargirl. Yeah, I know. I know. I you know it, it, it's my little brony that Austin likes. And stuff, yeah, you know? yeah. Because I'm under uh, uh, good advice that he loves bronies. Uh, yes, yes, he does. He has he has an affin- affination for bronies. No. I made sure to change the camera so everybody can see just how happy he is right yeah. now. Look I, I, at his I'm face. Putting the G-rated up. <laughs> I, I, I think it was his, uh, his uncle. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uncle that yeah. brought him a brony shirt. Sean. Yeah, right. yeah. thanks, Sean. Sean. Thanks. <laughs> so, so now that we're now that we're dealing with the Rhydonium <laughs> problem that we have, so the Imperial Rhydonium Finery on Morak, as all the others are known to Imperial security, the Mandalorian must accompany Mayfield into the refinery. Now, I'm going to point out later. Apparently, the Mandalorian's known to Imperial security too, but in a different way. So, the Mandalorian goes with Mayfield into the refinery to access a terminal and steal the coordinates. Now, as Gary pointed out, that's basically our ATM. We have to put in a USB drive. We have to <laughs> hack the ATM to get all the money, in this case, the coordinates, to go into the USB drive. 
And I'd like to point out, as my son learned this week, let's hope he didn't put that USB drive into a PS4 first because it'll format it for the PS4 and the computer won't recognize it. Right? So, Mayfield and the Mandalorian hijack one of the transports and disguise themselves as soldiers. I just want to talk about the transports for a minute. I, I talked about this with you guys, and I'm like, I don't... Okay. So yet again, in another unbelievable moment in Star Wars Muller, we are transporting Rhydonium a highly on explosive. a highly explosive, volatile material, apparently, on... Uh, what? How would you describe these things? Like, they're... Large transports with, uh, I guess you could describe them as big rig truck type wheels. Well, like, what do you, what do you call the monster monster truck type wheels? Monster truck wheels. And they're going to go up through a forest and over a bridge and over a river to an imperial refinery. To grandmother's house because... Am I, am I explaining that correctly? I think I'm explaining that correctly, correct? Pretty much. Okay. I, I think Essentially, you have a Hummer. Yeah, it is a giant Hummer. You're kind of right. I, I wish you would have chimed in with that one earlier. I was trying not to cut you off. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of what they're actually are. They're like a turbo tank transport is what, right. what it is. I'm just saying with all the technology that exists in the Star Wars realm. Speed bikes. This is the best we can do. Okay. Now, I've explained this several times during this, this episode. <laughs> okay. This is the Empire. They have all this equipment just laying around, so let's throw this stuff on the back water planets where there's whatever there. Rhydonium. You know, and just use all that stuff up. I'm just saying you have maglite technology. Heck, I'll go one step further. You have TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. Why not go over with a TIE fighter, put some Rhydonium in the TIE fighter, and because fly too many, it to the... Too many jostles. What you really need is a carrier, which you could use an Imperial shuttle. Okay. Again. Again, I've already uh, explained this to you. <laughs> We're putting too much logic in here. These <laughs> these transports are the only one that has a reefer unit in it. <laughs> and it's keeping the stuff cold. Right, because they don't have portable refrigeration units. Because when they open up the, the, the panels, they're, they're, it started getting hot. Yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah, I know. And then I when they closed the panel, it got cold. <clears throat> yeah. It has a liquid nitrogen system. What they don't, exactly. what they don't have is the Goldilocks setting. So that that's the problem right there. <laughs> just right. So they disguise themselves as soldiers. The highly explosive Rhydonium shipments are attacked by pirates. Imagine that. You use crappy equipment and you go through a forest and you get attacked by pirates. What? And the pirates have Can't be. technology. Yeah. Now here's where it gets really stupid. <laughs> The pirates have better technology than the freaking Imperials. They, ride up they have a, maglev ships. Again. They ride up on swoop bikes. <laughs> How many times do I have to explain this stuff to you? We're going to get him really mad. Okay. The pirates <laughs> steal money. They can take the money and they can invest in this stuff. The Empire has none. They're broke. Well, here's the other question I have. You know, they, they had to pay for COVID. Why are the pirates trying? <laughs> okay. And they have to use what's left. <laughs> That's why all the stormtroopers and every other other infantry and everything have to wear masks. So what you're saying <laughs> is this is the National Guard of the National Mall. Okay, yes. I can, I'm kind of starting to get it now. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I've been explaining what? this to you forever yeah. so now. That means they sleep in parking garages and get pizza uh. for dinner. Okay, got it. 
<laughs> now I know where we're at. And, and, and they sit at a booth with their, you know, with yeah. their armor on, taking a nap. Yes, without any guns. <laughs> <laughs> and they're sitting there saying, join the National Guard? But they're attacked by pirates. Join now, here's the part I don't understand about the pirates. Are they trying to steal the Rhydonium? No. Nope. What are they doing? Blowing it up. Why? Because they're not really pirates, they're rebels. No. They're rebelling against the Empire being on their world. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Emperor Palpatine. No. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I am Star Wars. I, 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 well, yours doesn't, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. That's how you do it. <laughs> I am Star Wars. Well, you're slightly sexy. You have an advantage. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, huh, uh, they're trying to blow up the Rhydonium. Why aren't they trying to steal said Rhydonium? That's the part I don't understand here. I guess I didn't understand the logic behind that. Because if they were stealing it, it kind of makes sense. You could sell it. You can make money off it. Blowing it up doesn't help anybody. No, I can scrap the tank. Okay, okay when, the, when the transport went... Here we go. <laughs> Are you ready to buckle in? When the transport went through the village, Mando's looking out the window... Waving at all the kids that are lined up alongside the road. Yeah. He's seeing what desolation they're all are in. And maybe these natives hired these pirates to just blow the stuff up. Okay. And all if, right. they, if they blow the stuff up, <clears throat> the Empire can't have it. Baloney over here's got all the answers. Yep. <laughs> and the and, and the Mandalorian is almost overwhelmed fighting them off. No, not almost. He gets overwhelmed pretty quickly. I mean well, I love the there's like that... what, forty or fifty guys <laughs> trying to fight the Mandalorian. First two he guys, almost becomes Superman, you the know. The first few guys he turns to Deadpool and starts shooting as many as he can with a bullet and then goes, Oh, well that's empty, I'll just chuck it at the guy. Then he starts battling him, realizes he's not wearing Beskar, loses one of his shoulder belts. I still go back to, you've got a blaster pistol. How do you run out of ammunition on a blaster pistol? A because it's made out of PVC pipe. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. I set you up and you spiked it down. Awesome. <laughs> I hate so. when you guys work together. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I set it up. <clears throat> I set, he spikes. and Waldorf here. They just, they just oh, work oh, each other oh, off. Oh, oh. Okay, so two <laughs> Imperial TIE fighters swoop in and kill the pirates. As they reach the facility, the only transport to survive. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wait, we're not done. Nope. <laughs> so the Terminal Mayfield right needs is in the officer's mess hall. It's kind of messy in there. Did you catch that? Yeah, that's yeah. the only ATM that's on the whole It's the only planet. ATM on the whole planet. There's not one anywhere else? Nope. nope. You know what I know why? Because uh, the only banks that are left are the ones that are backed by the COVID bank. And that's the only bank left. That's right. So, but... Jordan... <laughs> <laughs> Owned by George Soros. There you go. <laughs> but, May <laughs> but Mayfield Apparently sees his Star Wars has become a dystopian well, I, future. I did, I did tell, I don't think you heard me say this, they did tell Austin that I thought the pirates were financed by Soros himself. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe that's why they had better technology. <laughs> so, Antifa? <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're pirate Antifas. <laughs> Riot Holy when you crap. they will riot when you least expect it. <laughs> they'll, uh, but they'll, they'll burn stuff God. in the middle of the street. <laughs> We're gonna get canceled. I can see this already. Bring it. <laughs> do it. But but <laughs> yeah, do it. Well, if the last episode is titled. Can <laughs> Did you catch the title of the last episode? You told me. Yeah. Cancel Gina Carano. Cancel this. Yeah. We're gonna get canceled. <laughs> but Mayfield sees his former commanding officer Valen Hess. Who names their kid Valen? I mean, really. The, the king of the White Walkers. <laughs> the, that's what he is. And fears being recognized by the king of the White Walkers. So the Mandalorian goes to the, instead, but the terminal requires a facial scan, forcing him to remove his helmet and break the way of the Mandalorian. 
that he lives by to acquire the codes. But here's the thing. They don't mention this here. In order for the Imperial Scanner to recognize the Mandalorian, that means he's in the well, Imperial system. And he has been an Imperial officer or, or soldier of some kind. Something in the men, you know, in the Imperial somewhere. Which is why Fett couldn't do it. Right. Uh, which one are you, Cody? Yeah, right. <laughs> Rex. <laughs> fives. Give, give, give your number. Crap, I'm all of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like trying to input every number that's ever been a clone. Zero, zero, one. Zero, zero, two. Zero, zero, nine. Nine hundred ninety-nine. Damn it, there's more. One thousand one hundred one. No, his number is zero, 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 one. Actually, his number is original gangsta, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like he, he can't, right? Because he's recognized as a clone. Mayfield should have been recognized, but again, uh, you know, can't go in there because of Alan Hess. So anyway, he's confronted the Mandalorian by Hess, but Mayfield intervenes this time. I like how they put this. After a tense drink. Um, sure, we'll call it that. It, it was just a very awkward moment. More of like this like standoff and talk about the past, and he's sitting there. Itching his trigger finger on the gun. I actually was waiting for like somebody to just grab someone's head and just go right in the right in the table. I mean, like just totally. <laughs> you were you wanted more violence. He just oh shot I did. Him. Yeah, he just shot him, and you're like, oh. So after a tense drink, Rahes callously dismisses the Imperial soldiers and civilians who died in Operation Cinder, and angered Mayfield shoots Hess dead. It wasn't it wasn't Mayfield. It was Han. Han shot first. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say Mayfield shot first, right? Oh, it was like Han. He, Han shot first. Mayfield right. shot second. That, there we go. We have to have the robot chicken. Han Solo, come on, go. You're gonna tell everyone I shot first, right? <laughs> so Mayfield and the Mandalorian fight their way to the roof, which I was kind of like, you're in an Imperial base, and an officer just got shot. Everybody reacted so slow. Like, didn't you feel like? They were cheering by the sound of it. What? Right? Like, almost to an extent. But, I mean, like, even the guys in the other room, don't you think if you heard a blaster fire, as in a, a.k.a. gunshot, people would come running? No, they kind of wander and meander in. Hey, I think there's guys in there with a gun. But, <laughs> what? But wait, 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 wait one minute. Wait one minute. Okay. What did he shoot him with? Well, that's true. It is a PVC gun. pipe gun, so, you know. <laughs> Maybe they didn't hear it. You know? exactly. like, it sounded like a... Oh. Right? <laughs> that happens later. It sounded like a foosball, like a... Thump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so. Sorry wrong, wrong sound effects, Bob. <laughs> yes, wrong sound effects. Woo! <laughs> Wee! <laughs> so the Mandalorian and Mayfield fight their way to the roof. Well, Fennec Shan and Dune provide covering fire. And that one actually was kind of cool, seeing them snipe off some guys while these two other guys are going to the roof. And Boba Fett arrives aboard Slave One. Now, here's the one I was kind of like, okay, you had an opportunity for a cool moment with Slave One. Why not have Boba Fett sweep in with the guns blazing? And start strafing the... Uh, Strafe the freaking top of the roof, yeah. clear it off, so that these guys <laughs> don't have to try to shoot guys, and then you don't have to have as many sniper rounds going at them and, and all that's going on. And as he turns it laterally for open the bridge, the yeah. guns tilt down. The guns could tilt down, down and been protecting them from the backside. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't do that. Kind of like they did in the Clone Wars, you know? Like, Actually, Attack of the Clones, they used the guns pointed down. Right. That's what I'm saying. The, the ship's got a capability of doing this. Why didn't we use that? Because it could have shot... Din and uh, eh, whatever. Fucking See, we, we got uh, Filoni <laughs> over here again trying to explain everything away. He's just, he, <laughs> yeah, he's just smiling about it, isn't he? Yes, I am. Yes, he is. He's over there looking like he's like, I am the Fonz. I know everything. <laughs> I'm not the Fonz. 
So the Fonz means he can go over and, and kick a jukebox and it starts. So Mayfield destroys the refinery with a well-placed sniper shot against one of the Rhydonium transports, I'd like to point out. And he uses a... Uh, am I wrong? It's a sniper rifle it's from a, a... It's a cycling rifle is what he called it, but it's essentially a Tusken Raiders Tusken rifle. Raiders rifle. Which is a, it was one of the rifles he uh, had from Tatooine. Yep. Yeah. The ship is pursued by two TIE fighters, but Fett obliterates them using a seismic charge. He doesn't Whoa. obliterate them. He just, just Hang on. You, walk, you talked over it. Let's try that again. The ship is pursued by two TIE fighters, but Fett obliterates them using a seismic charge. Boom. Gary's favorite sound effect of all time. <laughs> Which is mine, too. I, when that sound effect came out in the Clone Wars, I, I was with Gary. I was, like, cheering and, like, woo-woo. Because that was so awesome. I love the fact that they kill all sound just before it and then let it just... It's awesome. Yeah, and it, 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 it's, it's like the charge just takes all the sound in a thousand-mile yeah. radius and... Puts it in a vacuum. And, 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 and uses it as Suck, a, it Sucks it in and then uses yeah. it as a way to create the right. seismic sound. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dune lets Mayfield go free... As thanks for his aid. Do you think that was the right thing to do? Let Mayfield go free here? Uh, I think he's seen that the Empire was not as uh, as great as it was. Because, you know, we let people die in Operation Cinder. And we never know why he was... Why he was trying to free the other person in the transport ship, do we? We just know he's the guy with the three guns. Um, he, he was just he was an, hired for that. He was an ex-Imperial uh, sharpshooter. That's right. That's all. He's like, that, he's like, yeah. like a new bounty hunter type thing. So I thought it was interesting to let him go. What do you think, Gary? Do you think it was right to let Mayfield go free here? I mean, Kara's taking a, a risk, technically, because... Yeah, I, I, let him go on this planet, because if you take him with you, and you go back to where she she's out of there... She'd I, have to take him back into custody. Right. Yeah. But she also said when she first broke him out that he she bent quite a bit of rules to get him out true she did so there might have been no real easy way to Although, get him back into chains what's she gonna do i, I think <clears throat> she implied that she's gonna tell the umpire that he's dead right or the republic yeah or yeah. the republic that he's dead yep. so i guess that kind of protects him and he could just as assume a different alias yeah and at the end of the episode, the Mandalorian sends Moff Gideon a threatening message. I think threatening is like kind of like lowballing it. Well, he he threatens Gideon with like, "I'm gonna come and kick you." <laughs> because, I'm gonna come kick your because I don't even think you know what you're getting into. Well, no, he actually mocks out uh, Gideon with his own line from the end of season one. Or he two. does. Yeah, he basically goes, "Now hear your own words." But so. it, it, it's a Godfather moment for me. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, it's like the Godfather called up the other guy. And says, "You know what? I'm coming for you." Yeah, yep. it's going to be me. It ain't going to be my underling. It's going to be me. Right. <laughs> so he vows to rescue Grogu, and that's kind of how he leave the episode. So you know the season ender is gonna, you know, it's gonna be one heck of an interesting episode because yep. you know that we're gonna be seeing Gideon and the Mandalorian coming at each other, and the other Mandals getting together too. True. Okay, so let's uh, let's rate this one. Uh, zeros that don't bother, a tens a must see. Uh, who? Anybody want to go first? Anybody want to be the first up to? I, I, I'm going to offer up my offering of Austin. I'll, I'll second that offering I, I was, of Austin. I was actually going to volunteer, first, but apparently you I'm know, being. Uh, you know, I'm going to volunteer as tribute. I, I'm going <laughs> to yes, you've been volunteered as tribute. He's going to be tribute to throw into the volcanoes to keep the volcano from exploding. <laughs> To keep the Star Trek gods happy. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, Austin, your thoughts on this episode. What would you rate it? Zero to ten? And your thoughts. Solid eight. 
there is a little bit of mixture in humor. I think that's mostly from Bill Burr because of his humor. <laughs> Very well placed, wasn't feeling overpowering, but all of everything else kind of flowed. There were several things that don't make any sense. I don't know, the gigantic centipede Hummer, because it's really, it looks like a centipede. Again, do I have to explain that? <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> don't let Floney throw you off. <laughs> and the fact that they could shoot the officer, and the first thing that happens is a short trooper walks in with his lunch and is like, hey. hey. <laughs> and then it turns into a shoot gallery, and then two guys come in from the hallway, and then it becomes the army coming in. A little, yeah. Like, those two things could have been fixed, and it would have been a solid 10. Well, I, I actually think that if Mayfield didn't shoot that guy, yeah, it would have been cheering for him. Maybe. There's there's possibility, yeah. Like I said, if you'd have just grabbed his head and, like, banged it on the table, I think actually everybody would have been on his side. I really do. Everybody's like, it yeah! Would, it would have turned into a brawl, and everyone's going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> like fights at high yeah. school and college. Yeah. yeah, where you block off the teachers from getting in there to see And what's then going somebody on. walks in and screams, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> okay. Gary, you want to go for it next, or you want me to go next? You can go next. <laughs> okay, I would actually give this one a six. Ooh. I know, it's kind of low. Wow. I'll tell you why. It's not that important. It's really not. It was a filler episode that had a lot of really dumb things going on in it. The Rhydonium being transported by a stupid transport. I know, Gary, you don't need to explain. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a stupid filler concept. I didn't like it. I didn't like the pirates. Sorry, just didn't. I thought it was really a stupid concept. Again, do I, do I know, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of, again, I know, Gary, going on here. I get it. Filoni, we I, understand. I, it was really fillery. And I mean fillery in that... If you didn't show this episode, we could have jumped to the last episode and you could have done a quick update going into the last episode of what happened here. And I would have been like, OK, that kind of makes sense. What? And it just I don't know. I'm not sure this storyline was really all that important and it felt very fillery. I mean, as far as like what you did in the episode, the important parts of it just didn't seem important at all. And the only thing that kind of caught my eye was the fact that Din Djarin was in the Imperial system, which has me asking a whole bunch of questions about that now that will probably either A, never answer, or B, never bother to somehow explain, uh, which will bother me from now till the end of time, I'm sure. But otherwise, I, I don't know. It just didn't seem that important, and it didn't... It was an okay episode. I'm not saying, like... The acting was great. The scene, the plot was okay. But there were there were problems with this episode. I really, like I said, I didn't like the pirate thing. I didn't like all that. Put that aside. Uh, um, the blocking, you know how Eric talks about, you know, is it believable blocking? I'm sorry. When you're in a little cafeteria and people are shooting into it and you're jumping out onto a platform and people are missing you and I just, I'm not buying it. There's a lot there. It's kind of like the, the choreography even seemed a little bit off. Mm. Kind of like somebody was like, well, here, you got this little 10-minute episode. Give that a try, and so we'll come back to the real guys in the next episode. You're saying the blocking's more akin to the, that, like, Stormtroopers. Yeah, the clone uh, troopers. No, on. no, the Stormtrooper short film we watch where you can see the places where they're supposed yes. to die because yes. there's foam Because it's marked. And, yes, yes. <laughs> Gary, what are your thoughts? What did you think? Well, Bob, you're the lowest guy in this one today. Wow. wow. Okay. I give it a 7. Okay. Oh. Okay. I liked all the centipede humbies and the, <laughs> and the pirates and and um, we are the pirates. Uh, don't do anything. <laughs> Get out of my head. The fact that the pirates have the 
expensive equipment and the Imperials don't. <laughs> right. And the kit bashed armor and everything. I liked all that. See, the kit bashed armor didn't bother me all that much. But I yeah. Mean, it, it, it bothered Austin. I, yeah, I, I know. Was, I was confused. I didn't know if it was like the he driver. Asked during the episode. Okay, okay. Austin, you wake up and you're confused. So. <laughs> Ooh. Um, <sighs> you just got, you got like cold in here. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> right. Finish him. You also got really salty in here, too. <laughs> The fact that they brought back the uh, Clone Wars bomb. Yeah, or, the seismic charge. Yeah. All right, was awesome. I do agree with that. Uh, I thought being inside a planet, it should have been a little more destructive. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. You know, just... I, I like, treetops should have been ripped off and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Should have created a small tornado. <laughs> no, it have, well, it should no. have wiped out part of the ground below them. Exactly. Well, what... In that case, why not have had the seismic charges they were flying off drop and blow the entire Rhydonium station up? I thought that would have been cool, too. And take the TIE Fighters with you. Yep. <laughs> but the, um, the the thing that really liked, I liked the best was when you had Cara Dune and Fenric just sniping the troopers off that, the roof. That I, that's why I wouldn't give this any lower than a six because of that, yes. And the fact that Fenric had a neck shot. Yes. It wasn't a headshot. No, yeah, it was a, it was a neck shot. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty right, cool. Right, right for the, right for the right. good vein. Right, right, right on the gunner that got that big heavy gunner there. Yeah, that was cool. So I like seeing them as snipers, I'll admit that. And it's going to be a shame that we're never going to see Cara Dune acting as a sniper again. Because that, that was cool. Now, as you saying that this is a filler episode, I think they had a plan for something later on that we may or may not ever see. And that's going to be around Bill Burr's character. Yeah. Whether he gets canceled or not, we'll, we'll define what happens with that. Right. I get it. I get or, it. or season three doesn't even exist, you know. Great. Like, we've talked about that, too. So, yeah. yeah, Kathleen Kennedy puts on the Infinity Gauntlet and snaps it. Yeah. Okay, so that's our thoughts here of season two, episode seven, titled Chapter 15, The Believer of the Mandalorian. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at galaxycast at gmail.com, or you can go on any of our social media sites, including Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Gab. We are also on Rumble and on YouTube, so you can find us there as well. Uh, And as we like to say here in the Star Production Studios, May the Force be with those who listen to Jedi Master Dillion. Shatterpoints. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the GalaxyCast. We hope the show enlightened you on some of the latest stories in the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and cosplay. We appreciate your time and we also value your opinion. We'd love to hear from you. Please take some time to send us your feedback at our email, which is galaxycast at gmail.com. Or you can contact us via social media. Just head on over to Facebook or Twitter and search the word GalaxyCast, all one word, and leave us some comments. If you want to see some behind the scenes of our production, head on over to YouTube and search GalaxyCast there as well. You will find us under our Star Productions banner. The GalaxyCast podcast can also be found online at GalaxyCast.com or through your podcast aggregators like the Apple Store or Spotify. The GalaxyCast is a production by Star Productions. 
Themed commercials within this episode are also written and produced by Bob Chrisman through Star Productions, all rights reserved. Music from the intro and outro of the Galaxy Cast can be found online at www.silvermansound.com. Intro music is titled Switch Me On, and outro music is titled The Gatekeepers. You can find links in our show notes. Until next time, Galaxy Cast fans, follow the first star to the right and straight on till morning.